Father, we thank you this morning that you were already here. You are the great initiator, the one that has drawn each one of us into your presence. It says we can't come to know you unless you draw us to yourself. So you are the host this morning. You are the great initiator. And so we thank you that you have invited us into your presence. You have invited us to your table. You have invited us to experience you. You would have invited us to uh, experience your love in a new way, in a deeper way, to open ourselves to who you are more and more, to letting your spirit be at work, to reveal new things to our heart, to give us deeper visions of your character, of who you are. Thank you that you are the great host, the host who comes in love and invites us to your table. And so we thank you, Lord. We are here to honor you, to lift your name high. We are here to allow you to work in our lives. Bless us. Bless this time, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I want to start with the story. I'm going to take this off here. I have a little more freedom. Um, so last Saturday, we hosted a baby shower for my daughter here in the afternoon. And uh, my daughter's name is Katie. And the day before the shower, we invited her neighbor, who has two little girls, to come to the shower. And we sensed her neighbor was going through a very difficult time. She, her husband is an alcoholic, and um, it's just, it's not been good. And as Keith and I were praying in our, our pastor's meeting earlier in the week, we sensed that the shower was going to be a very important time of connection for whoever, for people to come. And so we invited uh, this girl, I'm going to call her Kayla, just to protect her her identity, but um, she ended up coming with her two little ones, uh, just turned three-year-old and a four-year-old. And there was all of these wonderful connections that happened at the shower. She talked with my mom, uh, this this lady, and and started telling my mom that she'd been tossed from foster home to foster home growing up and never really had a sense of home. And my mom had said to her, I just wish I could be your mama. And she said, I wish that too. And um, then she connected with another uh, lady who came to the shower who had just gotten foster children, and she was able to offer all this advice, and, and they were able to connect, and uh, it was a very powerful time of connection. Well, the next day, things got uh, you know really worse with her husband, and she felt she needed to, to get away. She's like, but I don't know where to go. And... Um, my parents had just had a conversation with my daughter that said, if Kayla ever needs a place to go, she's welcome to come here. And so um, my daughter was able to say right away to her friend, well, actually, after my grandma met you at the shower, she said, if you ever need a place to go, you're welcome to come to their place. And so, um, so she was supposed to go on Wednesday to 
to my parents, but she got cold feet, understandably. She's had a tremendous amount of rejection in her life, tremendous hurt and pain and and uh, being disowned by both birth family and the family that ended up adopting her, and just so much pain and rejection. So please pray for this this lady and and her two children. Anyways, Wednesday she got cold feet and didn't end up going to my parents. She came and talked with me for four hours and, you know, just then went home again and thought, no, I'm going to give it another try. And then uh, later in the week it got worse again, and yesterday she went over to my parents. But I had been having a conversation with her in the morning and said, how are things going? Um, You know, how can I help? And um, we ended up talking about, well, would you, would you like to go and stay at my parents? They have a bedroom and a playroom and a bathroom. You can have the basement to yourself. Would you like that? Would that be helpful? Anyways, um, meanwhile, my parents didn't know that she was reconsidering, so they hadn't heard anything since she didn't come on Wednesday. And my, my dad was really disappointed. He loves little children. And anyways... So here is such a special part of the story, which is my jumping point. I'm going to jump off this today in the message, but um, she was willing to come to my parents yesterday, but I sensed, I said, okay, let's go. I'll meet you there, or you can meet at my house, and I'll take you over. And I sensed that the Lord had already warned my parents that this was actually happening I hadn't checked in with them yet but I said to her I said okay well I'll just you know I'll call my parents and but let's plan to meet there anyways I call my parents and I said well um Kayla's you know happy to come and she needs a place and whatever and they said do you know what and this didn't surprise me because the Lord had already said they said do you know what in our devotional this morning the question was asked, who is God asking you to show hospitality to this week? And, I mean, my parents reach out to a lot of different people, and there's a lot of people at their church they felt they needed to have over, but her name came to both my mom and dad separately that morning that she was the one they were supposed to offer hospitality, and they had no idea. They thought it was kind of a done, you know, like that she had just passed up the opportunity, but God had warned them that morning in his word and through this devotional as they spent time that they were going to be showing hospitality, extending their home to this lady. And the beautiful thing about this is that God, in his hospitality towards us, he asks all of us, whether hospitality is our gift or not, to extend hospitality to others. And this is the interesting thing. It's just like sharing the gospel, right? None of us... We all are supposed to share our faith. None of us are excused from we, can, we can't say, oh, just because our main gift is not evangelism that we can get away from sharing the gospel. It's, yes, some people have a really strong gift of evangelism and they can share the gospel so easily. But all of us to sh- are to share what Jesus has done in us and through us. And it's the same with hospitality. It's going to look different for each person. There is no pressure to have people, you know, come to live with you. It's not, ju- it's not about that. It is about, Lord, 
How do you want me to extend your welcoming heart, your heart of hospitality to someone this week? It could be taking a coffee to someone and making them feel at home somewhere where they aren't, or, you know, going for a walk. It's, it's, it's about making people feel at home in your love, just like God has made us feel at home in his love. And so um, the, the, the scriptures are full of um, passages telling us of the importance of sharing the welcoming heart of God. In fact, it's, it's, not, it's so not optional that there are many very strong passages. Let's think about uh, Matthew 25. Matthew 25, verses 31 to 40, the whole story about the sheep and the goats. When Jesus says, when I'm coming, this is really important. You had better be hospitable. You'd better be showing your love in action. Let's read it. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. All of those things are hospitality, giving food, giving water, giving clothes. It's seeing others, seeing the need, and answering the need. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Doesn't sound optional, does it? This is, this is key. This is key. Lord, who is thirsty that you want us to offer water to? Lord, who is hungry that needs food? Who do you want me to visit? Who do you want me to extend your love to? And then we see in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 to 9, this is a fascinating verse. We've been talking a lot lately in the messages about the end times. The end is drawing near. And Matthew, or 1 Peter 4, 7 to 9 says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, Peter says three things. Be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins and offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Isn't that crazy? Is He's saying mind, right? Be sober, be of sober mind. It's very important. Your mind must be focused and sober so you can pray. But then heart, love each other deeply. Love from the heart. Love covers a multitude of sins. But then offer hospitality. It is not optional. It is, we talk about, yes, prayer is important. Yes, love is important. Drawing together. Hospitality is just as important. 
welcoming people, offering God's grace to one another. So mind, heart, and hands, right? Mind, heart, and hands. Let's not leave it out. Let's ask intentionally, Lord, what are you saying? Who are you drawing me to uh, this week? And then, of course, Jesus is, well, in the Old Testament, we see God um, offering hospitality in so many ways and so many scriptures. Think about Psalm 23. The whole thing is about hospitality, God's hospitality as our shepherd, right? Psalm 23, I'll just read a few verses, but what about he refreshes my soul? He refreshes my soul. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God's hospitality toward us. God welcoming us. God saying, make your home in me, in my love. I will refresh your soul. I will spread a table before you. I will give you all that you need. So the Old Testament is full of verses like that. And then then Jesus said, when he came down, he left riches to give everything, to come into poverty. And story after story after story of Jesus encountering his disciples, it's not about his disciples serving him, is it? He's the rabbi. It's about him modeling hospitality and love to his disciples. Let's look at a couple of stories. But um, 1 John 13, 1 to 15, we won't read it all, but Jesus washes his disciples' feet. Jesus is the king. Jesus is their Lord. Jesus is the rabbi, and yet he humbles himself and extends hospitality to wash his disciples' feet, to set that example, to say, you don't realize what I'm doing now, but later you're going to understand. He got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist, poured water into a basin, and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him amazing and he says now that I your Lord verse 14 now that I your Lord and teacher have washed your feet you should also wash one another's feet I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you not optional I've set an example that you should do this. There's a theme here. None of these things are, oh, and if you're gifted in this or if you feel like it. This is part of the gospel. This is huge. Jesus never um, just offered spiritual up here without taking care of people's physical needs. He took care of their need, and then he said, your sins are forgiven. He healed. He's all about wholeness, mind, body, soul, and spirit. He's about our whole person, meeting our whole person, not just about one aspect of us. So we have that story. But then one of the stories I want to press into a little bit more about Jesus' hospitality is John chapter 21. And here's where Jesus is appearing the third time to his disciples. And he he shows up on the beach and they had been fishing all night and they'd caught nothing. And Jesus shows up on the beach. He's standing there, but they don't realize it's him yet. And he's saying, friends, haven't you caught anything? And they're like, no, no, we haven't. And he says, well, throw the fish, uh, throw the net on the right side of the boat and you're going to find some fish. And when they did, They were unable to haul in the net because of the large number 
a fish. And then they recognize, Peter said, it's the Lord. And he, he jumps out of the, the boat into the water and the other disciples are left to tow in all these fish, right? 153 fish. And um, then Jesus says to them, and this is, this is so beautiful, he doesn't just do this miracle and, and provide all this fish and take care of, again, that they need a livelihood, they need this, this money, they need you know, to feel encouraged. But he goes far beyond that. He says, actually, I want this to be more personal. He goes up on the beach and he prepares a fire. And he says, bring some of the fish you've caught. So Simon Peter climbs into the boat, drags the net and, and, and all that, and brings them some fish. And Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Come, eat with me, be with me around the fire, the warmth of the fire, setting the stage for hospitality. It's intimate. It's not just, I can do miracles, I'll take care of that, you know, it's all. He says, come and sit with me, feel my love, be around the fire. Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. And so Jesus came and he took the bread and he gave it to them and he did the same with the fish. And that was the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. And every time he came, he came in an incredible warmth of hospitality. Think about the road to Emmaus. Right? He showed up to those two disciples on the road to Emmaus and their hearts were burning within them and he broke the bread for them. And, you know, just his heart of hospitality, his heart of warmth and love toward us is so incredible. So we're going to do something here for a minute. We are going to close our eyes and I want you to picture the fire on the beach. Jesus is inviting you to have breakfast with him. This is called gospel contemplation. We're putting ourselves in a gospel story, and we are wanting to experience the Lord in a new way. So you're on the beach, and Jesus is preparing a fire. He's preparing a meal, a healthy meal, sustenance, bread, fresh bread, and fish. So hear the crackling of the fire and the waves, sound of the waves and the feel of the hot sand in your toes. And where are you in the story? Are you hesitant? Jesus says, come, come and have breakfast with me. Come and experience my love in a very real, intimate way. Notice Jesus' posture towards you. Notice your feelings, your emotions. Do you want to run to him? Do you want to hold back? Where do you put yourself in the scene? Holy Spirit, I ask that you would minister to each one of us as we place ourselves with you in this story, Jesus. Is Jesus saying anything to you? 
You can ask him, what do you want to say to me today, Jesus? Lord Jesus, uh, just like you extended this invitation to your disciples to come and eat with you, to experience your intimate love, you do that for us every day. You invite us to come and experience you. And so, Lord, help us to answer that invitation to come and sit with you, to eat from your table, experience the wealth of your love, the intimacy of who you are, of how you know us and what you have to offer to us, of your friendship. So I want, I want to just ask this question. How have you, hopefully you experienced a sense of the Lord in that picture as you placed yourself in the gospel story. But I also want to ask the question, if I said to you, when have you deeply experienced the hospitality of God? What comes to mind? Just take another moment to think about that. Have you experienced the hospitality of God towards you, the welcoming heart of the Father toward you. You can phrase it as, how do you feel at home in Jesus' love or in the Father's love? How do you feel at home? What comes to your mind? Experiencing the hospitality of God strengthens us and equips us for showing hospitality to others. Just like God met my parents in the word before they then extended hospitality to Kayla and her family. And it's key that as we continue to experience the welcome of Jesus into his love, the welcome of God, the hospitality of God, we will be equipped and strengthened to show hospitality to others. And again, it doesn't look like just having people in our home. It can look like all sorts of creative things. 
of just helping others feel at home in our love. And so let's uh, ask the Lord for a name of someone for each one of us that he would place a name on our minds that he wants us to show hospitality to this week. Lord, you've called each of us to show hospitality in whatever way you've equipped us or led us to do. So I ask right now that you would place the name of someone on our hearts that you want us to show your love to this week. Help us not to feel overwhelmed, Lord, but to trust that you will love others through us. Lord, we trust all these people to you, all these names that you've brought to our minds. I ask, Lord, for your blessing in their life. I ask that you would prepare them to receive the hospitality that we're going to show them this week. Father, may your kingdom extend to all these people, Lord. May they experience your love through us. And now we're going to um, approach the table, which is the ultimate sign of God's hospitality and love towards us. He sent Jesus. Jesus came, came down to earth to say, this is what it means to live in my love. He made a way for us to be at home in the Father's love. He made the way through his death and resurrection. Otherwise, we couldn't experience the hospitality of God, the warmth of God's love. But he's made a way through the cross He's made a way through his resurrection, through overcoming death. And so we come to the table. We come to the table as we are. Because true hospitality is welcoming people as they are, loving them as they are, and saying, you, are, you come and be at home in my love. Come and be at home. So Lord, we take a minute. If there's anything that we need to confess to you, any sin, anything, Lord, you bring to mind that we want to lay at the foot of your cross so we can experience anew your life-giving renewal, your cleansing blood, the power of your cleansing blood that forgives us from all of our sins and has made a way into fellowship with you. So on the night before Jesus died, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Take it in remembrance of me. And he took the cup saying, this is the blood of the new covenant. Do this in memory of me until I come. And so we are going to come around and serve you as an extension of God's 
hospitality towards us, accept this as his, the symbol, the deepest symbol of his love for us. We thank you, Lord, for the body and the blood of Christ that has given us life. In Jesus' name, amen.
body of Christ. Let's take and eat and be thankful. The blood of Christ to give us hope and renewal and life. We are thankful. So we thank you, Lord, for this time we've had together, this time at your table to receive your sustenance, your life, your warmth, your hospitality, that we might go out into your world as your people, sharing your love with others. Flow through us as only you can do. In the powerful name of Jesus, amen. That was incredible. That was wonderful. Um, Before we uh, do the offering, if you want to share some of the things that God might have said to you in that practice, if anyone wants to stand and say what God said, I I can say what I I have a very good image of the beach because I live by one. And uh, I'm sitting there looking (laughs) and... um, looking at all, he was doing so much, he was getting stuff ready, and uh, and I'm not used to this kind of stuff, this is all new to me, but he just looked up and he said, I see ya, <laughs> and he said, I'm preparing this for you too, so I see ya, and then he just went back to doing what he's doing, and I just shoved in a little closer, <laughs> anyone else, anything that was said? wonderful. Yes. Yeah, that's wonderful that she's always welcome and that we'll work on the what's. That's so wonderful. Roseanne. Yes. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Liz. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just settling into God's rest, you know? Just settling. You want to come up and interpret? Monica? You want to come up? Okay, you want to do it from there? (laughs) You look terrified. It's okay. You'll do it. It's okay. Don't worry, Monica. You can do it. Jeanette has it. <laughs> this is really hard. That's interesting. Yes. Oh, there we go. Thank you.
Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Mama and Jeanette. It must be so hard to take a language and instantaneously turn it into another language. Like, I can't do change. I can't break a 20. I don't know how to, like, is it two fives or a nickel? It's amazing. But it's so good to have them here. So good. And the hospitality that has been shown, they're downstairs and they're getting some winter coats and stuff. So it's really good. Um, I, uh, George. Oh, wow. How many friends do we have? Yes. It's so good in my heart when you hear them all. It's a great thing to have. Yeah. You are my friends. Yeah. You are my best friends. Mm. It's wonderful. Yeah. Father, thank you for doing that for George. Thank you, Father. In a world that very often we can feel friendless, that you are coming down and intimately saying to George, you are my friend, not my servant, not my slave, or even though those are part of the, some of the, but you're saying today that you see him as a friend. And I just thank you, Father. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Steve. <laughs> I know. We know. <laughs> Yes. Mm. Yeah. So don't rely on your intelligence or PhDs you got somewhere. Mm. It doesn't matter how many books you've read. Just ask the Holy Spirit. What am I supposed to be doing? Because no matter how much education you have or experience, if you're on the wrong side of the boat, you ain't gonna catch no fish. Yeah. So rely on God. That's so good, Steve. That is so good. Yeah. That is so good. It's wonderful. Yeah. Gwen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's so wonderful how God wants to be intimate with us. Margaret. 
wonderful. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. Mm. No, it's nice. Mm. Yeah, wants us to come together. It's beautiful. Monica.
So it, what was the covering? It was, yeah. what was a, what did it look like? A curtain, a different color curtain, and it just came down. Really? On top of us or down on the floor? And it had all kinds of different colors. Hmm. Hmm, that's interesting. Joseph's colored coat. That's what comes to my mind. Joseph's, and also different colors, different nationalities, different. Yeah, may that be the truth for this church, that we are like multicolored, multinational, multigenerational. That's really interesting. We'll pray into that this week. Yeah, that's good. wonderful yeah there's no way we'll give what we haven't been given yeah. it just we'll try but it gets awkward mm-hmm. it's interesting uh <clears throat> when i was at the sea of galilee we stopped the bus and we were able to look out over and the guy the guide said that the number 153 in hebrew it's not an incidental number and it actually spells, and I forget, I've been standing here trying to remember, but it's, it's, it's something like Messiah God or Son of God. But anyway, that's what the 153 in the Hebrew language spells. And you just go, he did a whole thing and showing us how it all works and stuff. But even the number is significant. There's, no, there's nothing that isn't significant. It all means something. It's, uh, the Bible is just absolutely pregnant with all of these mysteries and beautiful things. So it's really good. Anyone else? <laughs> I don't think so, Donnie. Yeah. So he took the you took the you caught, you got the fish then you took it to him. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> so pray. 
yeah, if anyone, honestly, like that's like dreams and visions, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, don't tell them if it's bad. But, uh, you know, if you're thinking about it, Wow, that's good, Erica. And meaning we have to be careful who we put the gospel in front of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the early sign of the gospel or the church was the fish. That's what they used to carve. That was the hidden little sign. The Christian sign was the fish. So it's somebody rejecting uh, the the gospel. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. But it's good. It's good. It all means something. Yeah. Mm. When you first started telling the dream, I thought, you know, when you said about the fish, I, I saw Jesus come and, and get the fish and actually prepare it for you on the fire. Like, really, um, mm. you know, just that was what immediately what came to my mind that the Lord, you know, valued what you had taught, but said, you know, come and let's enjoy it together. Uh, so I thought, I wondered what encounter you had with the Lord in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is a you that's true Claudio. You have to be careful sometimes. There's a time that you stop. And I don't like that, but it's the truth. There's times you have to have borders and boundaries. And if they're taking what's precious, this beautiful rich fish and throwing it on the ground in disdain you know it might be time to just move on there who that's talking about in the dream who that is we don't know but uh or if that's even what's being said oh well you know okay well okay we'll just keep that with you so you know what the dream means Yeah, you're going to get yourself in big trouble. So just pray for them. Yes. Okay, we done there? We'll go into the offering. Father, we thank you uh, for this service so far and uh, the beautiful things that have come from it, Lord. It's just so rich. And we now give back to you the same way you have given to us. We give back in worship and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.